This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I just I just kept us on that for like ten seconds, so they just see Rook looking away, and then you're just like. <laughs> I wanted to start going. <laughs> like Wayne's you're World. Entering a new dimension. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Eighth Right Radio Gamer Escapes Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got Zanidra. and we've got Rook. Woo! Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, Alduno <laughs> is off finding newfound adventure. So, <laughs> oh, oh, this good. That's that was a good. good one. That was good. <laughs> Good. Uh, so uh, today we're going to talk about Live Letter Seventy, uh, the second part of Patch Six Point One information. Uh, before we get into that, uh, there's there's something I need to talk about here. Uh, this past week, uh, I know this isn't really hard on on Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, but Rook, I need I need to acknowledge this. I, I have to. She has an NPC now in Guild Wars 2 named Rookery. You can go and, and check her out. She's in the the library at, what was the, the area? Uh, it's the Kestrel Archives in Arborstone. There you go. So if you have the full upgrade, you can go up to that second floor and there you go. find me in-game. <laughs> so what, what Rook doesn't know is this week there's also an NPC uh, that looks like her in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, don't joke a, fusion we got a don't picture here uh it's it's she just appeared in front of my house um with all these boxes i think it's her inventory um <laughs> and so she's just standing there with all of her junk I'm uh, moving in. so she's just she's making waves she's everywhere now so ah <laughs> oh, thank you friends it is ridiculous i i I it's so funny. I feel so embarrassed even like talking about it, but also so excited. I just I never thought I don't know. I never thought that something like this would happen. And it's really amazing. Um, so it's thank you. Cool. It means a lot. Um, all right. So with that, uh, we're just going to we're just going to get right into it. Live letter. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, so uh, the date we have the date uh, April 12th for patch 6.1. We've got the trailer as well. Which looks really good. Um, I was really oh, nervous because so I'm going someplace on April 20th, and I was like, "There's no way I can write the 24 man and the dungeon guide in a day." <laughs> You're good. You've got time now. I mean, everybody thought it was probably going to be the 19th. I think even Yoshida-san said, "Like, it's so funny. Everybody keeps thinking it's the 19th, but it's going to be the 12th." So it, you know, we got a couple weeks. We got a little time to prepare. And yeah. yes, this trailer looks amazing. It the does. music. Ah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love the um so we 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 took like bets on like the remember Emmett Selk's laundry list, right? Of of Oh this, yeah, yeah. These are areas you might go to in the future. Who knows? Um we're definitely we're definitely doing those underwater ruins. <laughs> that's that's the dungeon. It's those underwater ruins. Um totally getting like Otter Gone vibes from from 11 from that. Uh they even actually have uh one of the 11 uh enemy models in in here too. So um, and I, I forget the the name of them, but it's like the they're like kind of like gold, like robot-y kind of kind of things. You see it for like just like a quick second before the weird spinny top <laughs> part of the trailer. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, we get a look at uh, the new Crystal and Conflict PvP stuff. We get a little MSQ stuff. 
Um, we get some looks at uh, Myths of the Realm. We see um, Zema. We see Naldthal. We see Ralgar. Um, Byrigat, I think, was the other one. Um, <laughs> we see... The what? jokes for these have been amazing. Talking about the possible things that uh, they could use for uh, abilities, especially especially Fire God. They're like, ah, it'll be like you know, hasty touch and stuff. <laughs> yes, oh it's God. so good. I mean, we even were theorizing a little bit about this on the podcast with some of the, I mean, I think eight man stuff that we were talking about and the ancients and everything ahead and the heavens, right? And I was so excited to see that we're going to these different heavens. I'm so surprised though. That Azema's like in the initial lineup. I mm. really thought they would try and do something with the like Azem possible mm. parallel shenanigans, you know? So I'm curious to I see mean, how this all they, pans they out. They still maybe could. Like they we, definitely could. Who know like we really don't know They're how just that's not all making connected, us wait. Th- that yeah. could be. They're just getting it out of the way now. I, I do have to say that they oh, look like the cards. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the Astro cards. The uh, they look yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're just all hot, all of them, yeah. just incredibly <laughs> hot. So that's well. I mean, Azema is literally on fire. So that <laughs> I mean, yeah. also that <laughs> it's just it's also playing into the whole. You know, if if it goes Azem Zema, you know, just but not there. I think canonically, Azem's probably a lady. Just, just say <laughs> you know, we could debate this forever, but yeah, my head for sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, what else, what else did the trailer have? Uh, we saw, um, a group at what looked to be the, the tower in, uh, in Garlemald, uh, yeah. for to know, uh, he and, um, I, I was getting the kind of vibe from it that it might be tied to the, uh, the role quest stuff. Yeah, we know we're going to get kind of like that. a culmination quest or series or whatever from that. Um, so maybe that's tied to it. It looked kind of voidy, maybe? It did. And we saw the lambs of Dalamud, which I was like, what? We're pulling these out from the ancient? I, well, ancient- where, I where think, have you guys been? I think, I think that might be, because they also had um, just some some sections where it's like, here's Praetorium with like the, the new NPCs. So it, that might just be like, here's well, a dungeon that they reworked were... a little bit. I don't know. That was... Uh, oh, I, I guess. It I could know. be. It could be. But I figured that it was tied into the Void Scent. Because the Lambs of Dolomid were always sort of tied into that. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about the voice that seems to emanate or that entity that seems to kind of come out. We've got uh, Nero, Daddy, uh, Daddy Fortuno. We've got uh, Rauban. Uh, and then Warrior of Light and Hien. So yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that that might be because they kind of are representatives of the different areas. But I'm curious if they're going to like tie this into the precedent from the Void quests. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the whole trailer too, we get Ishtola talking about, I'm looking for a way to travel between the shards. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious if they're going to do a lot of the things that we've been theorizing like simultaneously, where in these patches, we're going to be like exploring all these new places and then they may be setting things up for us to transition to the void like sooner rather than later, or maybe it will just be a side quest. Like, I don't know. It's, well, it's you know, really it's, it's so, so interesting because we finished Endwalker and we get Emmett Selk's laundry list, right. Of, okay. So like, you might go here, you might go here. There's the other shards. And it's like, after seeing this trailer, like, it's like, Oh, so what are we doing next? And it's just like, yes, <laughs> like, it's just a little bit of, of a little bit of everything. Things. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm, he definitely I'm really just took curious. on a Yoshi P persona at that moment. It was like, hey, guys, this is what's coming next. And you thought I was MSO, but yeah. I'm Yoshi P right now. I'm, I'm really I like curious. That, uh, we have a, a sort of parallel between uh, the Crystal Tower because previously we've used the Crystal Tower to visit a bunch of these places. And they're like, here's a new creepy tower. Maybe it does the mm. same kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, I wonder with that if we'll get. Um, I think because I, I don't, and I don't think this has ever been answered. The idea of how the the sundering split things, if it's like just planets in space, or if it's like weird universe traversal or, or whatever. So maybe like if this thing can shoot us to the moon, why can't we like you know take the giant crank, aim the cannon a little to the the right, and then like hit the fourth or something? You know, like maybe maybe that's what they want to do. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm curious uh, how Eustola's stuff is going to tie in with this, with her research into traveling between the shards, uh, because we have that line in the trailer where she talks about it, but then we see Alpha and Omega, and we know that there's going to be quests uh, you know, for Beyond the Rift, which that would make sense, too, for that. Um, so I, there's just so many things that could weave together, and I'm really curious to see uh, kind of how stuff gets split up and with all the different uh, feeling, stories they're doing. Yeah. After the story's all wrapped up, you're like, what the heck do we do now? And there's there's this, for me at least, there was this moment of, how can they possibly top what I just did? And But I'm really excited to see what's coming next, so I'm very hopeful. Yeah. There's so much stuff in that one trailer. Then there's that shot, too, of, like, um, Grahatia walking with, like, the Warrior of Light and, like, dissipating into, like, light particles. I'm just sitting here, like... What is going on? I'm so ready for it. Whatever happens. But like, um, there's a lot coming up to be excited about. And I mean, everything from the 24 mans, the little previews that we got there to everything with the story to the bonus content. I mean, I'm even kind of excited about the rework with PVP. There's just a lot of good and, stuff. Yeah. And, and let's, let's weird it out about being excited about PVP. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget the fact that it looks like Hildebrand's appearance in the Heroes Gauntlet is going to be canonical with his new quest story. Like, that's fantastic. I, I love that that was what they showed for Hildebrand in that trailer. I'm like, yes. Yes, yes. I, I mean, know. I've seen chat people talking about, you know, the realm of the 12 and stuff like that. It is very likely that some of those shots may be things like that, right? We don't actually really know exactly what these heavens are either. Um, are they like transdimensional planes that the ancients used in some way? Because, you know, we know that they had these civilizations built up in the sky. We know that they're, you know... Are they heavens in that sense? Are they heavens in that they are some other space, you know, pocket dimension? Are they, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see how all these things come together. Yeah. I love that apparently Graha is coming with us and it's like, this is going to be our first big scary adventure with things that we don't know about and we get to take it with us. He finally gets his little dreams to come true. Um. So a quick uh, recap here, uh, what's coming up in patch 6.1. We know we're getting new main scenario quests. We're going to be getting the new side quest uh, series, Tataru's Grand Endeavor. We're going to be getting that additional storyline for role quests. We'll be getting the Arcasadara uh, tribe quests. These will be for battle classes. Um, that was, that was, it, they have hippos? Yes. Yeah. That they <laughs> like, like the they feed and bathe and then the hippos like pull little like chariots that's like the mount yeah. is like this little hippo like they're chariot so cute cart. and there's that part of the trailer too where you see the like race start they're like racing the yeah they're like no we don't need chocobo races we're doing hippo yeah. races here in, it's, in it's very good 
Um, we did know that we do know now that Tatari's quest has been delayed apparently to 6.15. So it'll come out just a little bit after 6.1. But yep. um, I mean, I again, like they are doing these side quests and additional things. Uh, so like Tataru's quest, I'm really curious if that's going to have something to do with just being like a fun side story wrapping up Tataru's thread or if it's going to have to do with kind of like touching base with all the different scions or, um, you know, they said, I think during the live letter that it just didn't feel quite coherent playing through it alongside all the stuff that was happening in the main story, which is why they wanted to sort of mm. stagger the release a little bit so that you would kind of follow up with it. Um, and then, yes, these Arcasodra tribe quests, they look really fun. And I love the little mounts. And then they shot off a bunch of other mounts, too, while they were, like, on that page. Some yeah, other ones that I was there was a, a new, like, kind of T-Rex type of thing. Um, oh, that's in uh, that's in the mountain in Dravania. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the weird double fangy face. Yeah. And then they had um, the, the, like, bird with the antlers from uh, Elpis. Oh, that's Which where really that was want. from. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, was... I wanted that one so bad. <laughs> trying to think, there was there was at least one more. I'm drawing a blank. The pod, oh, the yeah, pod mount. yeah, the near pod mount. I'm I'm thinking that might come from um, like running the raids and getting the coins and stuff because they they usually add stuff like after the fact where it's like if you run the raids what and if? have that currency and then you can buy stuff. What and if it's from finishing that final quest thing that doesn't give you anything? <laughs> that would oh my be gosh. weird to add that. Maybe. <laughs> um, to answer a couple questions, uh, this this could be inaccurate. The uh, Tatar's quest delayed to 6.15 was information from a translation on the balance. So like, there is a different translation of what they were talking about. That yeah. said, it was delayed to six point one. So, so what we what we do know for sure, it is it is six point one x. So at some point before six point two. Um, Arcasidara tribes will be 6.15. Hildebrand will be 6.15. Um, Omega Beyond the Rift will be 6.1x. Um, new custom deliveries NPC, we're going to get uh, Emilian Slivier, um, 6.15. Um, then we're also going to get that duty support system for uh, the ARR dungeons, so you can go in with uh, some NPCs and do those. Um, Rook's like They've shaking changed. her head. Well, no, because they changed, apparently, unless this is just that they've only changed it for the core game, they've changed trusts to duty support. Like, yep. that's the new name that it's going to be. And I I don't know how I feel. I don't know how you both feel. Well, they, they still have the, um, yeah. the, the trust system, the trust there. Just system like is there as part. the, yeah. So uh, largely now, um, what we've been mostly using as the trust system is duty support. Um, but the aspect of where you have the the characters that you can level up that's still the trust system that's still there but like that's hopping so into level what hopping do you mean? into like level 15 to sastasha with the randos that's a duty support why you don't why necessarily all just called trusts like you well, know what i so, like level those 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 you can just take in with you whatever yeah, dungeon so, you make it so, they could so still gold, just be, gold star in the, the chat <laughs> makes makes a point um if you've ever done any of the the leveling of the trust and stuff and you'll take in um and you know because you can unlock like different like costumes like you can get like the older costumes for them if you level them up to 80 um they are like if so like if i have urianje and i get him to 80 i can get his like heaven's word outfit or whatever and then uh, well, actually, he's probably more of his ARR. But anyway, like instead of being named Urianje, then he's like Urianje's avatar. So it still fits in line with that idea that maybe 
it's magical based somewhat, kind of like it was in Eleven, where you would like summon the 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 trusts. So I th- I think it still works. Is it a little confusing? Yeah, probably. Scion eggies. But I think I the mean, way the way to I think mean. of it is is trusts are things you can level up, and then duty support are just like the the static NPCs that you can take into yes, the content. I I like comprehend the difference. My main complaint on it is just that like we already have so many things that are so like bizarrely minutely named in weird ways within 14 right Mm, like the fact that we'll have squadrons duty support trusts like they're all these weird like extra bonus little bizarre names and sometimes it is because like they are trying to justify some like really specific lore component but other times i feel like it is just so confusing to like explain to people or like for new people who are like i don't understand isn't just duty support trusts like no, okay, it's different. But then, like, why, why does this, like, but it falls under the same umbrella. But it would function the same way if I use them I so you. I can play the original game. But it's not like I'm using trust, but I'm using, like, duty support for it. So it's, like, to me, it's one of those weird things where, like, even if they function differently, I feel like 14 sometimes needs to group things better under umbrellas. And, like, you know, if this is going to be essentially because it it fulfills the function of a trust, right? Although, obviously, they may expand trusts down the road and those trusts, uh, like the real trusts, may be able to be leveled in certain ways. But it seems to me like you could just as easily put duty support into trusts and then just say, mm. like, have on the thing, you know, this is a level-capped trust. It is a Realm Reborn only or something. You I, know, like I, it, I it actually think of that. it uh, like the reverse of that, where trusts are a component of duty support, but then you can level them up. I, I yeah, it, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but yeah, um, I'll be really curious in the future if they do anything between duty support and trusts where they kind of like absorb NPC squadrons, um, because it's it's all very similar, um, but they're also very different things right now. So I'm curious if if those will get any kind of like a like a revamp or, or something for that. Um, we'll, we'll, I would we'll love see. it if they took the squadron port part out of have to having to level up uh, your your rank in your mm. grand company. I hate that part. Seriously, though, like they could honestly just tie the like new duty support stuff or whatever, right? To like. If you get, I don't know, you run X amount of dungeons with them or something like that, then that takes you to the next rank. Because it really seems like at this point with squadrons, can they continue to keep like simultaneously also making, um, you know, like here's the next dungeons that you can run with your squadrons? Yes, but it feels again like very weird redundant work when they are already working so hard to try and like make Heavensward now compatible with, you know, right. um, NPCs and so on and so forth. So it does seem like, again, unifying all those systems. And if they put all of them under the umbrella of something like duty support and then kind of streamline what they do, that's fine. It's just that I think like unifying old systems and making them coherent and like falling in line is really key, especially for the growth of the game where like, yeah, there are these weird things that you have to kind of go out of your way to figure out I, now, or that yeah. like, is just not understandable easily to new players. I, I also do wonder if, if something like NPC squadrons is at, at this point, right. Kind of just like grandfathered in for, for lack of a better term, right. Because we do have things like, uh, like guild hests, uh, that have just been around forever should they have like taken guild Hest and kind of put them in like hall of the novice stuff? Yeah, absolutely. But they haven't. Cause they're just, they're just there and they're like, we'll just, it's here. We'll just, we'll leave it. Um, and in that, that same kind of regard, I feel like, um, 
like when was the last time anyone was like super hyped about like grand company rank ups like even the last time they added them they're just like oh okay we could rank up and it you get like a couple emotes or so it's it's not really like big content you know what i mean like it's just kind of like a thing that's there i wouldn't say i was hyped about it when we had to do it i definitely was like all right i'm gonna do this every day i want to get this done uh i know there are people that enjoy that type of content i do not um (laughs) but that's Saying that, I think there is a place for it, but I think it's in a, a place where you don't have to do it. Yeah, right. and I mean, I honestly, when I originally leveled them, it's because I wanted those unique gear sets, right? And it does feel like yeah. if they wanted to, I mean, if they like kept making those rewards more valuable, if they made it too so that like you didn't have to be repping that company in order to wear like the specific gear, if they Ugh. like added additional like little achievements or things like that even for just like maxing out all of the grand companies and helping out around the world now that right like a lot of those boundaries are being broken down and we have the grand company of eorzea like it feels like they could do something there and even like add if they felt like it at some point additional kind of region themed gear sets to those to like incentivize people to again either run with like the core you know duty support or um i mean yeah it's it's funny because it does feel like while it's kind of a cool little thing, a lot of that system, I think, has either needed to be, like, really updated for a long time because, oh my gosh, it is so confusing even when you get in there to do those final squadron levels and you're like, why do I fail every mission I send them on? It's like, no matter what I try to do, yep. it is so difficult to figure out what is happening and how you improve and what gets better. And there's such a limited number of things to run with them. Um it feels like something that could, again, yeah, we could we could still have this for the future and have it be fun side content and have it even facilitate, you know, some of that immersion, but rework it a bit so that it falls in line yeah. with everything else a little more. I mean, there's there's even still there's uh, there's the gear that you can get from the grand company NPCs where um, you can get like a a buff thing from it. What was it? Was that sanction? Was that the name of it? Where it's like if you have this thing cast on you, like you get a little bit of like extra stats from this like grand company gear i always mix it up with the 11 one it's i do too or sigil or sigil yeah it's else. like the weirdest little thing and like nobody even probably knows that it's there it's like just redo all those items like just yeah i i it's, think that it's needs not some useful work. it's yeah. really not they've given us so much other stuff that does that same job better it's, it's not, there's no point to it yeah uh, but anyway <laughs> going back to what we're actually getting uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, we're going to get uh, improvements to the ARR main scenario quests. Um, so again, we'll have that duty support for our ROM Reborn stuff. Um, and there's also going to be some revisions to Cape Westwind and later duties. We know they're going to be splitting up Praetorium a little bit. Um, they also, we, we saw um, during the live letter, they've changed uh, Toto Rock as well, which we, we knew they were going to make uh, like what we thought were just minor alterations. <laughs> they were like going to remove the weird like little poisony slow patches or whatever. Uh, but they've like redone the whole thing, which uh, is wild to me. It makes me wonder um, if they're going to be doing uh, changes to some of the other stuff. We know um, Hawk Manor is going to get a little bit of a, a tweak for the that return thing from the basement. Um, but like, are they going to like rework Darkhold a little bit? Um, it's it's. I think a lot of it is kind of like that that 1.0 dungeon stuff where the, the you know dungeon design was different back in 1.0, mm-hmm. but then when 2.0 hit, Total Rock and and Darkhold were still kind of like all right, all right, not linear paths. Where do we go? Um, 
I think so. you could say of 2.0 in general that it was is still very different from stuff we even got That's in fair. 3.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I kind of miss that the way they used to do dungeons, to be honest. I felt like there were little side things in the dungeon itself uh, that showed up way more often that were kind of little interesting mechanics. But they, they did have some also cool stuff. Also, sometimes you just want to go in and get the dungeon done <laughs> and get out. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, and I mean, get it. Like we used yeah. to be able to do like get like time bonus chests in 1.0 dungeons. Like that was that was that was a thing. Bard using Peloton like to get extra gear. Um, yeah, this definitely is a good change. I mean, it's funny we were harping on squadrons and stuff, and I was I was like, ah, duty, you know, like the duty support thing and all these things. But like, they are making so many other changes that <laughs> have been so important to have. Like talking about again codifying or unifying types of content in a way that creates like a linear throughput experience for players, because that is something that's so important, especially as you push through this first development cycle for an MMO and one that had such a rocky precedent with like the design mentality of something like 1.0 and how that content has shifted so drastically. Um, so making everything kind of fall in line in a way that characters and players know what to expect as they play through this, they know what types of content there are. Um, it is it is a little sad I agree with you, Zen, in that it's fun to have the idea of dungeons to be like exploratory and that there could be opportunities for like little puzzles and all kinds of little things or little side content or little vignettes that you could explore. And um, unfortunately, as it is like with the repeatable nature of dungeons and the you know roulettes that we have and stuff like that, it just doesn't really function that way. So like making stuff fall in line in this way is so nice. I never expected that they would make Todorok a linear dungeon and i, and I think I a lot of it too is that ai for the the trust or the duty support system now too is that having that kind of freedom just doesn't work well with those those ais is what i would guess i didn't i didn't notice did they take the little like lights you have to collect lights to open up well so portals? we didn't get too far into okay. uh into total rock um but i didn't see any um what we what we did oh. see is they they really um kind of opened it up a little bit there's actually a really cool part where like there's light coming into the cave yeah. um the map is definitely like the the sections are like wider it's not as kind of narrow um so yeah they they've they really changed weird. a lot i'm curious to see that. the whole thing like the first time you get that in a roulette or something you're gonna be like where the hell oh right i don't even think i'm gonna wait for roulette i might just straight up run it when when the yeah. patch hits i'm really curious to see what they've done with it um we will get a new dungeon um we know this looks like it's probably gonna be in the bounty and tie it a little bit to msq stuff we you know i think this is gonna be what we see in the trailer with Estinian handing us that map um it looks kind of like an underwater dungeon it it's given me some some uh alzadal vibes from 11 which is like the, that was what i was hoping for we talked about this yeah um and yeah they're they're i hope we get the creepy wait. music oh that'd be so <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't wait to really see. It looks really cool. I like. I am such a big fan of anything that is. I don't know, a treasure adventure. Like, obviously, there are some issues and/or larger discussions that have had to be had recently about things like, I don't know, Tomb Raider or um, uh, Indiana Jones when it comes to, especially, I guess, kind of the glorification of going into other countries and taking their important historical relics. But. Um, the idea still of having like treasure adventures of those kinds of like explorations to discover lost, you know, hidden relics and all kinds of things. It still just totally delights me. So I know a lot of people were hoping for some of that like 
explorers feeling mm-hmm. that new you know new adventures and this dungeon definitely gives me that yeah I, I love in the trailer how uh you see like the map of the the area and then it totally plays like not pirates of the caribbean music <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely given off that that kind of adventure vibe i think it'll be really cool um we're gonna get uh the minstrel's ballad and singer's uh aria so that's gonna be the new uh extreme version of uh trial for this uh patch it will, it will give two totems it will be hard because it's it's the, the final boss like it's gonna be hard um we're gonna get uh ultima's bane unreal that'll be the new unreal trial um and then uh we'll have we'll have miss of the realm part one um so this is the 24 man we're gonna be fighting some of the 12 it looks really cool. I don't know if I'm crazy about the gear. I know, I know Rook loves the gear. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the most beautiful gear I've ever seen with my eyeballs, Fusion. You mean you're not crazy about the gear? I'm I mean- not crazy about the... Well, to, to be fair, like, it's it's very... It's okay, like pan, pandemonium gear adjacent, kind of, where it's like the pandemonium really gear, but then they it. slapped like some like armored gold gauntlets on it, which is yeah, fine. Some people love that aesthetic. I'm with Gold Stars in the chat. He says too much pea yellow. Yes, the the armor is very gaudy looking. Uh, it's just not well, my they aesthetic. Saying, they were and that's saying fine. it was going to be different in different light too, so it could be that mm. that's sort of the like weird thing that's hard to represent without any kind of lighting. Maybe we can hope. I yeah. was really hoping to get versions of the gods' outfits. <laughs> So while uh, while I'm looking at the stuff, I'm like, "That's all right. That's okay. That's not what looks like they're wearing." Well, though. we but, do. You know, maybe, we do maybe have uh, diable, that... and when we get in there, it'll it'll be great. Maybe we, be great. there is that that PvP gear based on the twelve. That's like no. one of my least favorite sets ever made. You know what? The the Ocean set is great, mm. but yeah, I mean, we might see something like that in the later tiers. I I agree. It would have been really cool to see that. Um, I assume this is probably because somehow this ties into ancients and you know shenanigans. So that's why they're they're sort of theming it. I personally do love it, but I'm sure it'll be diable as well. We can only hope that like maybe the 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 cape, the like see through cape. That's pretty. I like that. It's a cool touch. Yeah, just the rest of the Um, gold and I'm. Not, not, not for me. And I'm that's thinking. Fine. I'm thinking in in game the the reflections on that are gonna greatly enhance what we saw in the pictures. Oh, yeah, I'm crossed. also really excited about End Singer's Aria. Honestly, yeah, um, because like the original fight in just like the normal version is very cool. It's very beautiful, but it definitely felt like one of those fights to me where I went this could have more you know i was like (laughs) given the like place that this has in the story i was like this feels like they left room for this to be taken to a whole nother level which of course we know that they would with extreme and you know yoshida-san at least from what i know of the translation was saying there that um you know basically like where the normal trial kind of leaves off and like ends this one is supposedly going to expand on and like pick up from there in some sort of way um and that it'll be very hard even from the start i think i've heard people kind of comparing some of what he said to like a savage difficulty yeah. and yeah. i am genuinely like really i'm excited for that because i i don't know I feel like if you have those really important fights, granted, like you have to take into account that you have to farm this for a mount, but like given its position in the story, the narrative, the epic scale of that, I want to feel like this is the battle to end all battles, you mm-hmm. know? 
So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah. And I mean, and, and like all extreme trials too. Like if you don't get to it right away, that's fine. It'll be a little bit easier in a couple patches. Like it's, it's how they all Man, of these go. I just know that the falling planets, they're going to come back with a vengeance and murder us a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> right. We'll get through it together. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Uh, we will also get in 6.11, the Dragon Songs reprise. That's going to be the new ultimate. Uh, we saw just like two seconds at the end of the trailer with, with Thornton. Um, and we've I had seen a friend who was like, wait, why is he at the end of the trailer? I'm like, have you been under a rock? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's actually really funny that you said that because yeah. I saw somebody else tweet something that was complaining and they were like, oh, future Final Fantasy looks really dark. Trailer just has a bunch of reused stuff and like, oh, Thornton again. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> I was like, do, do we all know that Ultimate is happening? Like, do, do people know this? You know, they're um, revamping the old content, and that's why they were showing it. It's not actually the same content. If you use your eyeballs, you'd notice that there's NPCs with fire. And- I know, which is funny because I do think maybe that is one spot in their marketing that as far as these trailers go, they probably could stand to be a little bit clearer on. Like, especially as we have a whole new audience coming in that started playing the game. Mm-hmm. As a player of 14, this doesn't even dawn on me. I see Thornton at the end and I'm like, oh, that's right. Ultimate coming. <laughs> we have all these people like, I don't get it. He was in heaven, sport. And I'm like, okay, fam. <laughs> um, like, so it feels to me as though like oh. more so than ever right now in games, right? Visual media is massively consumable and oftentimes is the way that many people will take this in. And I think even just having a little thing there that's like the new ultimate challenge and it, you know, shows up like they, they've yeah. done that in other forms, but I can see I was surprised there was confusion, but there was. <laughs> so like yeah. it's it's we, it's we are very on top of things, and yeah. there's a, a portion of People's it's like we talk about it every week, and we like need to yeah. know things. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, who, who aren't on, on aren't on top of things like we are. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where, um, yeah, like it wouldn't hurt to have just like a quick as they show some stuff, be like new main scenario quests. I'm sure um, that's why they threw it after the the like. Here's the date into the thing. Just kidding. Here's Thornton. Be scared. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but it's it's one of those things too where I mean they definitely take that kind of like cinematic approach with their trailers as well. And I, I, I think if you added that kind of text, helpful though it may be, I think it would also kind of take away from that a little bit. So I don't, it's that weird kind of balance of like, how are you wanting to present? Are you wanting to present this as like a cool trailer or are you wanting to present it as here are the things we're adding in the patch? I could see them almost getting away with splitting it into two, right? Like having a trailer that was specifically like, here is the story trailer for this patch. And here is like the features trailer. Of Mm. course, I guess that takes a little more work. Granted, like the edits, I think they could, you know, edit it cleverly in both ways so that it wouldn't be like they were massively having to do some sort of huge production, you know, either way. But I do think even just having that text that pops up that says like, you know, looking for the ultimate challenge and then like here's, you know, Thornton and it pops up or something. Mm -hmm. Because again, like those cues tend to help people 
they lead people through like the package of what's being delivered. And of course, it's on also all of the players and especially new players to like understand what's happening. <laughs> and yeah. I think 14 does a great job with communicating in many ways. But it is just an interesting point. I'm glad you brought it up, Zen, because like, I think there will be confusion about that. And especially for players who may have just played through the whole game for the first time because of Endwalker. Like, they don't really know how all this stuff is oftentimes delivered. So, like, to them, it could very much just look like watching that trailer. Like, I don't understand why, like, half of this stuff. Was that is an just... accident? Was that all there? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's all just <laughs> what reused. you need to do. It's on the end of the trailer. Just tack on visit gamerescape.com for more information. There and then they go. can read our little outline and they'll see, oh, it's an all. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just throw a quick email over to Yoshida and be like, hey, yeah. if we can. <laughs> yeah, that'd be helpful. Uh, yeah. um, I am excited, though, because uh, Yoshida-san did say during this section that apparently Dragon Song, at least they believe, right, that it will be um, unexpectedly super difficult. Hard, yeah. Super hard, yeah. Super hard. So I can't wait to see the like world's first on that and as people start getting into it and figuring it out more longer term, too. Yeah. Uh, Darker Pops in the chat uh, says, uh, was Thornton's music different and more epic in the trailer? Yes, they're yes. using the uh, orchestra concert. Uh, version of that battle theme um, in the trailer. So usually when they do ultimates, they'll have, I mean, they, they do so many different arrangements of the music in this game now with uh, between the primals and the, uh, the orchestra concerts. And then there's Keiko's piano uh, arrangements. So um, yeah, they, they always try and, and bring out uh, some of the, the fancier arrangements for when they do these battles. So um, please look forward to that. Um, yeah. Let's see where we at here. Job adjustments. There's a lot of job adjustments coming in. Uh, we don't have every single yeah, surprisingly. one. Surprisingly, yeah. Uh, but machinists, and even the uh, ones they gave us, we don't have all the details on all those jobs. Yeah, yeah. So what we do know, uh, machinists will have the potency of multiple actions increased, including heat blast, wildfire, and drill. Um, samurai uh, to resolve issues with fluctuating DPS from critical hits. Uh, Midgar Setsugeka, uh, Kaishi Setsugeka. Oji Namakiri and Kaishi uh, Namakiri will now I'm be... I'm sorry, Samurai. Are you aware of the existence of Bard, who's had that problem forever and still does? Get over yourself. <laughs> but there is selfish DPS, and you don't understand. They're <laughs> selfish. Uh, they will now be guaranteed critical hits. Uh, to reduce action bloat, uh, Hisatsu Kaiten has been removed. Uh, and in accordance with that change, action potencies have been adjusted uh, for Ninja. To improve synergy with other jobs, Mugs uh, recast will now uh, apply a debuff to enemies that'll increase the damage they take from party members, uh, and that'll be on a 120 second recast. Uh, Trick Attack has been changed so that it'll only increase personal damage to the target, um, and then with that, they'll be adjusting uh, potencies again. Uh, Dark Knight. I was oh, going to kiss Dark it really Knight. fast. Yeah. I'm kind of sad about Trick Attack. <laughs> yeah. I, mm. It's I mean, I understand why they're doing it. I think they want to bring it more in line with the other melee and try to do something with yeah. melee where, like, they aren't party buffers. But then it's also kind of strange because, you know, like, Reaper technically has a little bit of variety like that. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I always really liked that Ninja could help, like, bolster its allies' efforts. Granted, it's unfortunate because at different points it does feel like maybe the reason that Ninja would be brought was because of the party-wide boost with Trick Attack. And, like, planning around that became a big thing. Um, so I guess I'm just, like, I'm a little I'm a little nervous. I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> to see, like, what happens with that because, um, you know, I hope they adjust enough that it still 
I mean, no matter what, you can play it and have a great time with it. I think Ninja's a great class. It doesn't matter, right? If you're going to be in a high-end endgame... If you want to play Ninja, play Ninja. Nobody's going to stop you. But, like, it does make me... I don't know. I guess because I love support so much, I do just get a little bit nervous, I I guess, again, seeing them continue to narrow down support options and what support does in the Mm. game, as opposed to, like, really working to try to expand it. Um, But, I mean, there are a lot of adjustments in this list that are so good, including a lot of the Dark Knight stuff you're about to touch on. So, oh, this Dark Knight change is so good, and it's we've been talking, so we've, we've we've talked about this several times since Ed Walker launched. The Dark Knights, they are pleased to improve. It was a good solution. Survivability. Too, but now tell us what it is. <laughs> when using Living Dead, the effect of Walking Dead will now restore HP by a significant amount upon successfully landing attacks. That's a good solution, I think. Granted, I, Sages I don't everywhere mind, have breathed a sigh of like relief. Really good. Yeah. I love this change. I'm so happy about the change. And they, it doesn't feel like they had to compromise the kind of flair of Living Dead too much either. You know, it yeah. does still have that punishing quality. And then you're like dealing out damage to essentially heal yourself a bit. But it helps just create a little bit of breathing room. Like, again, it wasn't a huge, huge world ending deal. But like, as it was with Dark Knight, groups did have to kind of plan around it a little bit more. Um, You know, especially if you're doing any raiding white mages. And I know because I made white mage, we're pretty much on glorified benediction, living dead, you know, duty. Like, it's one of those things where um, sages, like you were saying in dungeons, a small percentage of the time, but still a percentage, would find it really hard to heal that up in time, depending on what they'd already used and the context of the polls. So, like, this is awesome. I'm really glad. Yeah. Uh, it still feels cool. It still feels like it falls into the lore, but, like, it will be a little bit easier to deal with. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, Dragoon shortened the animation lock for jump actions. I feel like every couple years, like, this is a patch note. Like, they, they're they just yeah. constantly shortening the jump lock. just making this before. Yeah, like I'm like I, this seems familiar. I think we've had this before. Um, for summoner, searing light will now be cast directly from the summoner instead of carbuncle. I, I didn't even realize that that's how that worked. Now I know, but it doesn't matter because I mean, I'm changing it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good because if you don't have carbuncle out, where would it come from? Now you can use it whenever you want? Question mark. Hmm. That is to say, sometimes Carbuncle turns into the other summons, you know? So Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, Carbuncle uh, is an unfortunate <laughs> little hangnail that, like, exists. Carbuncle's just grandfathered in. He's, like, guild tests yeah. and sigil. And he's just kind of there. Cute. It's cute and iconic. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it does feel... And I'm not upset. I'm not upset about it because, like... I do feel like Summoner plays more intuitively now. It falls much better in line with the thematic feel of the class. I think that adding in some more complexity in future expansions with Summoner, adding in some more intricacy and potency would be great. (laughs) Um, But it is kind of unfortunate because it was designed to be a pet class, but like it's not really a pet class. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. But it is one of those uh, things where like Carbuncle just kind of exists like carbuncle just kind of vibes yeah i mean and, you know and we we kind of touched on this this concept earlier when we were talking about the dungeons right with with some of the design of the 1.0 and earlier uh 2.0 dungeons where early final fantasy 14 definitely tried to experiment more with just their designs in general um but then over time uh players fu- you know optimize their their playtime right they figure out what's the easiest or quickest way to do things 
And then the game as a reaction to that helps to support that. And so that's that's basically what we saw with Summoner. It's like, hey, we'll have like a pet class and it'll be linked to to Scholar and it'll be this weird kind of like shared thing and it'll be neat. It'll be something different. And then people are like, well, yeah, but nobody wants to micromanage the pet and do all this. They're like, okay, we'll just give you the attacks and stuff. And and here we are. Yeah. So. I see a little bit of discussion in chat. Like, by making this change for Dark Knight with Living Dead, does this mean that White Mage has received a, a roundabout nerf, if you will? No. And I, no. no. I mean, the thing is, is that I think there's a real difference between something being needed or being picked purely because like another class has some sort of weird finagling thing that you have to do and like something having its own actual characteristic strength right um there are a lot of places that i use benediction as a white mage to be honest um and i do think it is one of the absolute strongest single healing abilities, right? Um, and it's, we've even been progging or working through Savage currently, right? Like there are times where like a mechanic's about to come up, you need to get somebody to full immediately. They have just been rezzed or something has just happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So using it in those situations can oftentimes be make or break. Um, but do I think that it's really a nerf to be like, well, now we won't require a white mage to pair with a dark knight because it has this one hyper specific ability. Does it mean that they need to readjust and look at how these classes shine individually? Yes. Like, but again, I don't think that white mage's versatility or usability should be based off of a hang up another class has. Does that make sense? Like, to me, it's like if that class has a strength and its strength is its healing potency or like immediate massive heals, then that needs to be built around in the class as a strength that it can stand on on its own. And then content needs to be designed in which that class will shine in its own way, just like with every other class. So, no, I don't think this is a nerf. I think we may see some comps change maybe because of it or have more flexibility to choose. But at the same time, it's like they should be balancing in a bigger picture than that. So Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the way you put it, yeah, ultimately this is just going to give you a little bit more flexibility if you have a Dark Knight tank um it's just it, the dark knight's able to kind of help with that that healing and you don't you know if depending on if you're progging or something your healer may have already used their oh shit button right and so it's just it makes it a little easier and i think it's i think it's fine and this this uh this dark knight change you know you know, all the dark knights out there were like we're i mean we're good it's good still we're doing a good job but like why didn't we get anything cool now you did pat yourself on the back feel better move on <laughs> Uh, speaking of White Mage, uh, the effect radius of Cure 3 and Asylum has been extended <laughs> to 10 yalms. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Thank you, Yoshida-san. Thank you, Final Fantasy XIV. At last! I'm so and happy. Rook's Day has been made. Uh, <laughs> Liturgy of the Bell can now be ended at will to restore an amount of HP dependent on the number of stacks remaining. Thank Which is how you, it should have worked to start that. with. It was yeah. weird that you had to wait on that when astro abilities you just end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this just brings White Mage in line more with Ast. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I think they both have different strengths. Uh, but yeah, it's like I had Star Envy so bad. You see that Star going <laughs> out, it covers the entire arena. We're over here ratings, and Idra's like, please stand in Rook's bubble. Stand, stand. What is it? Anybody like my bubble? Come stand in my bubble. Oh my gosh. And plus, there the was fact- 
point the other night where uh we'd all taken a little bit of damage there were people like on the edge of the bubble like, touch the bubble touch the bubble and then like there was a mechanic coming up where we had to spread out stop touching the bubble <laughs> i don't know like, what you want me to do it was so overdue plus the fact <laughs> that like from ages ago the strength of what is it medica three um is that is that it no cure what is the one that they change cure three cure three Cure three, cure three. It's right. a idol. Thank you. Yes, cure three. Um, the potency of cure three, like it seemed like initially when White Mage was designed, they wanted to be like this one's so strong, so the radius has to be so small for it. And then it's like the game evolved and changed, and you're going like, okay, well, this is just one tool in my kit, and there are not all that many moments where I can force everybody to pretty <sighs> much stack directly yeah. on top of me mm-hmm. to use this ability. With the exception of certain like burst damage or sustained damage phases where you yeah. can consolidate. I was thinking of that part during uh, Living Liquid in, yes. in the yep. Ultimate. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, the tanks need to be far away, but close enough that they're going to get hit by Cure 3. But also, if they're that close, everybody else has to move away. So it's like very finicky positioning for everybody to get Cure 3, but also not get hit by the tank busters. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And it was it was a real hindrance. So like now that the healing kit and we have this split between shield healers and pure healers, like it was time. It was time to increase these. It's time to give White Mage more versatility. It doesn't have the buffs that Astrologian does. Um, again, all these classes, like they are well balanced, all things considered. And for the vast majority of content, these kinds of things, like it's not that big of a deal. But like, oh boy, is this going to be nice? And being able to use Liturgy and pop it at will. Um, it's such a strong ability and it's really good in highly niche specific uses that they have started actually putting into fights like to cater to that kind of ability or um, the one that Sage has that's like the stacking, you know, shields that you go through. Yeah. So it's, it's again, one of those things where in any other content, you just can't really use it reliably as a thing if you are not going to sustain damage or if you just don't have the time to wait. So this gives it that little extra bit, which is nice. Yeah. Um, for Scholar, Scholar is going to get some changes too. Uh, the effect radius of Sacred Soil has been extended up to, t- uh, to 10 yalms. Um, and the effect duration of expedience granted by the action expedient uh, has been reduced from 20 seconds to 10 seconds. So you, you zoom around a little so a little less now. Like thinking about it, those are going to be giant. The first time I see that, I'm going to be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I guess it's sad that they... Going back to what Fusion's actually talking about, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's I guess it's sad that they've reduced the the time on the sprint, but that was a very long sprint for in battle. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. we've talked a lot about Scholar, and um, I mean, it's it's very strong and it's been performing just fine, right? But uh, again, like I hope they do so- at some point a sort of thematic rework of it to some degree. Um, But this ability, I think, ended up being very, very strong. So for a lot of the people that were like very hesitant, I mean, even myself included coming into the expansion, um, I mean, this really did end up being something that in particular fights can give you a huge advantage. Um, But it makes sense they had to nerf it. And I think it'll still be really good. I mean, Uh. (laughs) from a from a range DPS perspective, yes, nerf that and also give it to me. I'm supposed to make people faster. Yes, Peloton. I, it's very baffling to me that, that like they didn't just go ahead, even if it was a shorter timed version of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in combat, being able to use Peloton on those classes, it really does seem like that would give them a bit of a strength as well. So I, I don't know. Maybe they will at some point. Yoshi, please. 
That'd be nice. Um, all right. So going down the list here, we're also going to get uh, some new PvP stuff. This is going to be the new mode, Crystal Probably and Conflict. A lot of PvP stuff. They 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 really want people to do PvP, and I don't I don't blame them for spending a lot of time on this. Um, yep. And we've talked a little bit about uh, Crystal oh, and Conflict. Do we talk about the? Yeah, we did. Never mind. Sorry. It's a long list. Uh, we, uh, we talked a little bit about Crystal and Conflict before, um, but what it is, it's a 5v5. Um, no rule restrictions. It'll be... Uh, you'll have options of casual, ranked, and custom matches that you can do. Um, and then uh, it'll match you with uh, similar ranks if you if you do the, the matching. Um, you'll have two teams uh, with bases on opposite ends of the map, and you'll want to claim possession of a crystal that's in the center of the map. Uh it's basically like a like a payload type of tug of war thing. It's Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> whoever has the most players near the crystal, it'll start going towards your base. Whoever gets it to their end wins. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, with this, though, one of the biggest changes um, is that they're going to be adding series uh, periods to uh, PvP for a new reward system. So the way this is going to work is they'll have a series uh, that'll change with every major patch. Um, if you play any PvP mode, you'll earn series XP and you'll be able to obtain rewards upon reaching a series level. So you do PvP, you get series levels, you get rewards each level. And they did say that this would be regardless of wins or losses. So yeah. like literally you just play and you just do the content. If you suck at PvP, it's okay. You'll still get stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, individual matches uh, will still continue to give XP, PvP XP. Tome stones and wolf marks. So the rewards you get now aren't changing. You're just getting additional rewards on top of what we were already getting. Um, then they have uh, what they're calling series malm stones. Um, so you'll raise your series level by earning series XP from PVP activities. And then when you level that up, you'll get a reward each time. Um, in a lot of cases, this is going to be a new currency called trophy crystals um, that can then be exchanged for items in the wolves den. Um, certain malmstones will reward you with emotes, equipment, or uh, adventure plate elements. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, when a new series begins, the rewards will be updated and your series level will be reset, but you'll still have your trophy crystal currency that you earned previously. Um, they're also going to have uh, ranked match seasons. Um, the ranking tier and placement will be determined by the amount of crystal and conflict rank matches won during the season, and it'll determine the rewards that you earn at season's end. Um, so it'll go by ranking rewards tier and then ranking rewards place. Um, rewards will include achievements, titles, adventure plate elements, and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, as was kind of being mentioned in chat, but then elsewhere... Um, they did say that you can pick up rewards that you earned from previous series, um, but I'm not totally sure. Uh, I think there's maybe still a little confusion on this. Maybe either of you knows. Like, uh, I don't know if you like you have to have played for sure that season and gotten like the specific currency, and then when that season is done, that will still like be available. Well, the the currency is the or... same. It's not like the currency changes every season. So the the currency will be trophy crystals um, for for all the PvP say... stuff. If, if you'd gotten currency in that previous season, that season's prizes would be around for the current season, and you could buy it for the duration of the current season, but once the current moved on to the next, the previous one would go away. So you have an extra oh. season to get the stuff from the previous one. 
But do you have to have played at some point during the it previous season to still try to earn it? Like it? That's okay. sort of what I got out of it. But, you know, translations yeah. being what they are. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, overall, I actually am really excited about this. Yeah. I have long Five thought- minute Overwatch. Yes, it's like, well, one, the new mode looks super fun, and I did, I enjoyed it in Overwatch, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it here. Um, two, I do think that having these series rewards, to me, it feels much more satisfying because, like, I always kind of wanted to sort of maybe try at some point to get some of the special gear sets because there actually are some really cool gear looks from a lot of the competitive seasons that they previously did. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing for me was that, like, I just couldn't fully justify the time and energy that it would take to have to try and figure out competitive. And then knowing again that only like a tiny handful of people even out of that would even be able to get the gear regardless. It was like, I don't know. Like I get this is how it works. But like at the same time, it's like if I'm going to spend my time in game doing this, I want to like definitely get something Mm. cool for participating so i like that they are just broadening it you know engage with pvp play anything have a good time and you can earn the stuff from this series like it'll encourage you to actually play during that period which i think is a really smart move yeah and i and i think really the the biggest issue that that 14 has had with their pvp system is that um it's not that people don't play it but uh, not as many people do PvP as they do PvE content. And because of that, the queue times can be really long, and then that dissuades people from doing PvP altogether. Um, so hopefully, with this new format, we'll have... E- even if it's still a smaller amount of people that are queuing for PvP, um, I mean, obviously the new content will, will encourage more people to try PvP altogether. Um, but having these shorter matches... 5v5 that queue will be going more i think and so i don't think we'll have as crazy long queue times as we've had in the past because these previous pvp modes we've had you know matches can go for like 20 minutes and so it's harder for you know that match to end and for people to go back into the pvp queue and you get in and all that kind of stuff so i think this will help a lot um and I, I'm, I'm really excited. excited. I'm I, I, yeah, yeah it's, I'm excited. It's been a while since I was like, oh, the PvP thing looks cool, and like with the like the five minute thing is like, okay, well, this is going to be real fast, and either I lose or I run real fast, and then regardless, I probably get a reward, so that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and... I, I like uh, I like the the Overwatch style play. It's just it kind of took a long time sometimes, and sometimes you're paired with people who are mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I actually I hadn't really thought about that five minute time span, like you said, right? Like now, if you're looking at the game and you're going, okay, well, I've got five minutes until I have to go to work or something, or I have five minutes until I might need to go get my food delivery food that's coming. And you're like, okay, well, what can I do in five minutes? So you're going, oh, maybe I'll like farm some fates or I'll go, I guess, like stand around this area and AFK or like, I could probably do like a quick trial ruley. I could... We don't have a lot of stuff in the game that's like a guaranteed short time span. So I kind of mm-hmm. like the idea of there being something that is like a bit more of a like, oh, hey, what do I got? Five minutes? You know, okay, even yeah. even then, I think, you know, not to not to bash you, but I think a lot of the stuff you listed too, that's going to take more than five minutes. Even, mm-hmm. you know, quick, a quick trial roulette especially, half an hour yeah, later, if you the, know, uh, like if the, the queue doesn't pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you're doing DPS or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, the, this, the but... only thing that, that you're limited by here in terms of time is just how long it takes to queue in. But yeah, once then, it's it's five minutes. It's it's not like, oh, we uh, wiped no. and we have to start you know again. What? Part of the new PvP is roles don't matter. 
Mm -hmm. So they're not going to have to worry about that. That'll help with the queue. Yes. That's a big change, too. I mean, the fact that they have made it. So apparently healing abilities now will, I don't know if we were about to touch on this or, but like healing abilities now will consume Mm -hmm. MP. Every person will have some kind of like healing kit that they can use. Um, I think Yoshida said that it would still be something where like, those roles maybe have a bit of extra stuff for, you know, that kind of plays along with their thing. So I'm assuming that like healers will probably have slightly more heals or AOE heals in addition to whatever they've got. Um, But that they realized that there was like a hyper focus on certain roles within this particular game mode, specifically healers that like you show your face as a healer and you are likely going to be dead. That's the one we need to kill first. The healer. (laughs) On one hand, it's like, I kind of liked that because it was always fun to see what I could get away with and how cheeky I could be as a healer (laughs) and like how much of a difference I could make before I inevitably got destroyed. Um, But at the same time, it does, I think, make people who might only play a specific role feel a little bit less like, you know, they're being forced to do something specific, right? Mm -hmm. Like either they have to burn nothing but healers or they have to run for their lives and it's very high stress and it's just the worst. So like... Uh, I like that they are broadening it. I'm curious to see how that actually pans out. And yeah, people um, have talked about like some of the n- almost new abilities, it looks like. Like White Mage has like a laser blast that kind of reminds me of Sage or something. I don't know. And I have no idea if we'd ever see any of those outside of PvP or if they are going to be like all new abilities in PvP. I have no idea, but yeah, um, it well, looks interesting. And I like these season rewards and the level 25 series one gear is awesome. And I dig it. It's very edgy. And I'm kind of, I love that. <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, so uh, there's going to be changes to the uh, rating system as well. There's a lot of PvP stuff they talked about. Um, so between the tiers of bronze and diamond, there will be a maximum of uh, five sub-levels called risers that players need to progress through. So rating progression will work as follows. Bronze 3, bronze 2, bronze 1, silver 3, and so on. Um, so... That'll be a little different. And then again, too, they're going to be adding um, a crystal tier as well after diamond um, for that. Um, Rising stars can be earned by winning ranked matches. So if uh, you win a match, you'll gain one rising star. If you lose a match, you will lose one after a loss. Um, When a match is won with three rising stars, you'll move up to the next riser. And then the number of rising stars will be set to one. Uh, When a match is won at the highest riser of a tier... You'll move up to the next tier uh, at the lowest riser, uh, which will then set the rising stars to one. So it's 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 kind of confusing, but once you start doing it, I think you you know if anyone if you're familiar with how kind of ranked tiers and stuff will work, it'll it'll make sense. Um, but yeah, there's there's a it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot to to, to take in. Um, again, uh, crystals being added. Um, you can reach crystal tier by uh, reaching a winning match with three rising stars at diamond one. Um, and the crystal that tier is the, a lot of words and numbers. It's that's, that's a lot of it's <laughs> a lot of ranks and tiers and risers. Um, in the crystal tier, the ranking will be determined by the amount of crystal credit in your possession instead of rising stars and credit is gained or lost depending pay for final fantasy right on the outcome crystal of match. yeah crystal credit yeah so even with with all this stuff too once you, you you know you'll have your stars you'll have your risers but once you hit crystal you'll also then have credit which is like it's 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 almost like it's whole like a whole new kind of system once you hit that max tier um, merit points 
that Kinda, would be yeah, an, that's a good way to play. That would be an incredible way to incentivize players to play ranked. Oh my PvP. god, we're just gonna Can give you, you Krista. If they gave, if you reached crystal tier, you could Jeez. earn Krista. Like that would be unbelievable, and you could like pay for your sub that way. They'll never. They wouldn't do it. They should. They would do never. It, but, they would but never. <laughs> a moment, I was like, well, if they really want people to play PvP, <laughs> their engineering and like server structure team are like, you want us to do what now? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna PvP no. and you're gonna give them money. Um, uh, PvP schedule. Uh, so the series. Uh, will apply to all PvP content. If you do any PvP activity, you'll accumulate series XP, and then you'll earn rewards through that. Um, the seasons right now are only going to apply to Crystalline Conflict ranked matches. Um, you'll play that uh, during a season, and that'll determine your ranking tier and placement. Um, so there's yeah, there's a lot there. In addition to to all these the the new gear that you'll be able to earn through your season uh, your series stuff, uh, they're also bringing back the Garo event. Remember that. The, the yeah, event that they're like, right. this is just going to be around forever, but then it wasn't. But then they're bringing it back. <laughs> around for a long time. Yeah. It was there funny was some... because not the day before, I uh, was on an alt and I switched to like a, a mage glamour. And I was like, ah, I wish I'd gotten the dyed version of this. And the next day, Yoshi P is like, you can. You can get it. There was some kind of licensing issue, I think, is what what kind of turned up behind the scenes about this, um, that it seemed like their license or their deal had like run out and they had to renew it. So there was just like, they were like, well, it might, it's gone forever, but then they it, were able to make it happen again. They're like, oh, and it's back again. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's oh, some very nice gear and uh, the mounts yeah. are really cool also. Yeah, and the one nice thing is that they did say that there's going to be new achievements, titles, and gear sets for Shadowbringers and Endwalker jobs. Um, so... The new jobs and stuff that we got, presumably, will have new Garo stuff with it. So, I assume that I don't, the I don't know if it was new Garo. I think they're just they're just making it available for other jobs to wear because that that restriction isn't hasn't been like removed yet with the addition I of mean, new jobs. On the actual Garo collaboration event return thing from the live letter, it says new achievements, titles, and gear sets for Shadowbringers and Endwalker jobs. They say that I think that like like right now like if you had like the the aiming stuff I don't think dancer can wear it so they're probably just adding dancer to it would be my guess but I we'll see I'll log in right now no I, I, I <laughs> thought that I thought that was the case I could be wrong but I thought that was the case that they they never got around to adding newer jobs onto it um, I would anyway. I would think that they would leave them because uh, previously the jobs did share them except for the weapons so maybe they just mean the weapon. Maybe yeah, maybe they're adding we'll new see. weapons. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. Um, I they didn't. I don't think they specifically mentioned when uh, the Garo event is coming back. Um, but six point one X. We'll Something. say I don't. Yeah, it'll it'll <laughs> be here soon. Um, we're also gonna yeah. have the new housing district in Ishgard open up. Oh boy, this will be a thing. <laughs> well, it's gonna be at fine. Least, it's gonna be great. At least, honestly, there's a raffle now and stuff for it. I, it's like, again, I mean, we've we've harped on this so much. We don't. I don't. I feel like we don't even have to. It's it's just a bummer because it's kind of hard to even get excited about it at this point. I think. Um, but knowing that, like, at the very least. Uh, people won't have to be sitting there clicking on a thing for a million billion hours and that like yeah. when this opens up on those like for, uh, on those servers where they have this like raffle system you can at least wake up when you wake up 
go to the place, put your ticket in, and then just walk away. That is an improvement. Is it the solution? No, but it is an improvement. And it thankfully means that this rush won't be as destructive on people's sleep health. You know, it, so mm-hmm. you have four days also. Like, you have so, four days. Yeah, so apply. here's how this is going to work. They, they did so release. It's like, please sleep. They did release new info. <laughs> please sleep, but also wake up at 4 a.m. for the live letter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the way that this is going to work is that the lottery cycle overall will be a nine day cycle. Um, so once the patch hits, um, they say here, uh, from the release of patch 6.1, uh, on April 12th to 7:59 AM on April 16th. So as soon as that patch goes live, until the 16th, you will have time to enter a lottery for a plot. Um, you'll be able to view the plots placard and enter the lottery and you'll receive an entry number. Um, after that five day period, uh, you'll have the results period. Uh, so the winning numbers will be decided and the winners will have to claim possession of the land. After that, if nobody claims it, it resets five days to lottery four days to claim it's just over and over again until could you imagine winning a house and then not claiming it like wow that'd be the worst feeling oh my gosh yeah. well probably not as bad as losing a house but close yeah well i mean especially to oh my gosh like yeah again it's like it's not a solution right because there is that sense of yeah you forget to go back to claim it but like what if you have like a crisis come up like what if you end up getting slammed at work that week what if you get sick and you just can't log you in know, it's what if it's you, interesting like, that you're posing these because i'm thinking like i don't want to wait five days <laughs> i mean yeah what if you're just forgetful and you just don't we go back and double check it like yeah. again it's it's not a perfect system um i mean i think that as of the structure that we have right now this is probably the best that we can do but um, I mean, I do hope that they continue to like really seriously, like really take this seriously and try and decide what they want to do. And if there's a possibility of instanced housing in the future or something, you know, yeah. because this is better, but it's still not like something that makes yeah. true housing accessible to everybody. Yeah. And I mean, and I, and I mentioned this before, I, I think it's going to go one of two ways for, for anybody that tries to get a plot. You'll enter it and you win. And this is the best system ever. I'm so glad they added it. You enter and you lose. This sucks. Housing is awful. Like, that's just, I feel like that, those are the only two reactions you're going to get. And I really hope I'm not in that second group. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully everybody out there that, that wants to get a house um, or a bigger plot uh, is, you know, fingers crossed. According uh, to see. Gamerscape.com, oh. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can wear uh, the different equipment on current jobs like the new jobs that have been implemented oh okay. so I, I thought that you could, i thought that was the thing i don't know I, I might have been thinking of something else who knows um so yeah there's also gonna be uh some new housing stuff they showed off uh there's a cool like uh almost like a cherry blossom tree bed uh there's like a i don't know whether i hate this or it's the most gaudy thing ever well this is the this is the amazing no, wait, thing love i love gaudy Yes. I saw somebody tweet about this and apparently that was a fan design that was submitted in 2019. Yeah. And someone was like, this was my design from 2019. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, which was really cute. I mean, it is. It's over the top 110%. But like, 
at the same time, knowing what people do with housing to create yeah. some kind of canopy effect with those, or well, like there's a ton of stuff you. Can yeah, that was my, that was my we, we talk about well, like how you, you see this this thing, and you're like, oh, all right, maybe not for me. Well, the new housing glamour, it's like a giant candy house. <laughs> I do actually. So you think it's cute? I think it's hideous. I, I don't like it. I'm not crazy. I've never about it. used it in a hundred years, but I do think it's adorable. It is cute. Uh, it is cute. <laughs> but no, my my second thought upon seeing the the cherry blossom thing, first obviously being, is this beautiful or terrible? Second being, I bet you could glitch that into a wall and make some really cool stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. And even like even the candy house, I think that'll be very cute and festive, particularly around Starlight. And you know, I mean, again, it's like yeah. not every single thing has to be perfectly for you, but I just like yeah. seeing a wide variety of stuff that's put in. And yeah, I really like a lot of the furniture that they kind of I, I think that uh, that housing glamour too, I think it had a little uh like an outside little like table and stuff too that you could sit at. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 like seasonal, right? Once uh, once November, you know, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, you you bust out the gingerbread glamour. Um, okay, uh, adventure plates. So we did mention these before. We're going to talk a little bit more about them. Um, they've they've mentioned these before. Um, what are essentially going to be kind of like calling cards or like business cards almost for your character. Um, for use in primarily, I think, PvP, but I think you might be able to look at them elsewhere. Um, it's what they're going to have. It's There's three parts that consist of, of these adventures plates. Right now, they're calling it beta version. Um, so I don't know if if there's a lot of they, stuff they're they still They said they wanted feedback. Or... Yeah. So they, they didn't quite finish everything because they, they wanted feedback. So they're going to let us futz around with it for a bit and then see what we think. Yeah. So uh, you'll I... have. Oh, oh go no, ahead. go ahead. You go, finish. No, and then no, I'll, no, I'll go, 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 go. Just, just. No, I mean, all I was going to say is that I love these. I think they're super cute. I actually, um, I mean, they mentioned starting out with them being used in PvP, and we saw with some of the PvP modes mm-hmm. that, like, you know, your team, your little, like, portraits will pop comes up. Start. Very freaking cute. It's so cute, and it's really clever. I mean, we were talking about things that they were kind of um, drawing inspiration from for these different modes, which is something that you absolutely need to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those kinds of games, MOBAs or um, Overwatch or stuff like that, right, will have those kind of, like, character portraits that show up with the different poses or the different outfits that you've acquired or stuff like that. Um, and in a game like 14, so many role players already have things like links to cards, uh, which is like a type of website that you can make. Like, go go it, on to the official forums and look in people's signatures. That's what they're yeah. making in game. <laughs> so like to actually just include a facet of that and you can pick little emote poses and stuff. I think it's actually really adorable. And anytime that you empower players to have more like personal expression, customization and like ways to show off their characters to others. I'm like, this is actually a very good little feature um not everybody will use it but i think for many people they'll really really enjoy it you know yeah um so the parts that'll make up these adventure plates you'll have your profile um where you can display the times that you normally play what your favorite jobs are uh titles play style fill in all of the times all of the things always... <laughs> i live here uh you, you can also have your uh, grand company rank your free company name um and your search comment will will appear in there as well um You'll also be able to take a picture, which is, this is cool. Uh, you'll have a portrait uh, section. So you can customize your portrait by selecting a pose, expression, lighting. It's basically G-pose for this that they're they're having. 
Um, and you can have multiple variations and switch between your favorites. Um, you can save like a hundred or something like that, right? <sighs> I forget how I think many. You can there save a hundred different portraits. And I, for, I forget. But... I forget if did they say that these were saved server side or local. I don't remember. I, don't I think know. you get 20, 20 to start during beta, but eventually you'll be able to save a hundred. Yeah. Different so there's there's a lot of pictures you can put in here. Uh, there's also an option too where you can have uh, how they say you can like list your like your job. Um, there's an option to have it display whatever current job you're on, or if you have like a main, you can list that separately. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then they also have um plate design so you can choose like the base plates uh, your frames the tops the borders and all that kind of stuff um and so when you do uh pvp matches now they showed with crystalline conflict when you start you'll see each like you'll, your team and it'll show the um the profile picture from your uh adventure plate as like a team kind of thing it almost reminds me it almost reminds me of like an older uh like an older like character select screen from like a super nintendo game or something like like one of those like a fighting game yeah like one of the old like ninja turtle games or something where it's like okay which turtle do you want to pick it's just like these vertical like portraits um so that's very like moba ish where you have like these players on this team these players on this team it's almost exactly what it looks like yeah um, and so then uh, you'll be able to actually earn uh, more customization options. Those are going to be part of the series rewards is what they're planning on. So uh, I, I feel like and I know I forget if they mentioned specifically or not, um, but it's it's like right now how you if you um, if you have like a friends list, right, and you right click on somebody, you can kind of like view their information. Right. I think this is kind of a way to more personalize that and make it a little more flashy and stuff like that. Um, and I don't, I, I, I wonder if that'll, this will replace that in the future or not. Um, but again, right. It is in beta. So they're, they're looking for feedback and everything. So just try out the system and probably, uh, official forums. Let them know what you think of it. Um, I think it looks, it looks cool. I think they're, they're bigger than I thought they might be. Um, but yeah, I mean, more, more customization give, I mean, Glamour is the real end game, and now you can unlock glamour for your like profile. So, like, I, you know, sure, why not? I think people like it. So, I like it. I like I it. Even got to play with it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We're also going to get the. Uh, where were we on the list? Portrait editor. We'll be getting that. Um, unending codex. Oh, they talked about this before. This is the um, like the the book that'll help keep track of like NPCs sure. and story You're stuff. Online book. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh we we talked about this. I know what this is. Uh, data center travel six point one eight. I cannot wait for data center travel. I cannot. It's gonna wait. be really good. We're I mean, it's just our own PvP team. It's gonna be great. I don't know who the fifth is gonna be, but we'll figure it out. Look, I'm down. I'm down for that. It's just going to be nice to have this freedom. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously it had to be delayed for reasons that are totally understandable. Just really looking forward to it being implemented. Yeah. Um, some other additions that they're going to be having with patch 6.1. Uh, we'll be getting new game plus additions for 6.0 and some of 6.1. We'll have new Hrothgar hairstyles. They showed these off. <laughs> and immediately Rook's face is just a sign of, of disgust and disappointment. Tell us how you really feel, Rook. I I just don't get it anymore. I don't 
I don't know why they made these races. I'm going to be honest. I really don't get why they made them. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's really awkward. It's really weird. And we, I already know many people who play Hrothgar or, you know, who saw this and we're, I really think justifiably upset about it. There'll probably be some people who saw it and they were like, okay, whatever. And they don't care at all. Like, and that's fine. But I, I mean, like, here's the thing. I am genuinely so excited about patch 6.1. Um, I, I really think a lot of the content and everything else and all the future of the game and all the other content that we're getting and everything and all these revamps, like for any little critiques, I really think they are fantastic. But this felt like the biggest swing and a miss to me from this entire thing. And at this point, I, I love these races, but I wish they hadn't even implemented them into the game because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me at this point. Like you designed these races you made them. You constructed them this way. Like, <laughs> it's it's not like somebody forced them to use these races and now they're just making the best of it, you know? Like, they made them like this and they cannot give players the features that everyone else has in this game. <laughs> and like... To me, that's a huge problem when you are one of the biggest MMOs out there that has one of the largest current subscription bases. You have one of the largest parent companies backing you. I'm sorry, we have a truck sitting outside my window that's doing like a beep, 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 beep in the distance. So if you can hear that, I apologize in the mic. But um, it's like, this is a huge company and they have all the resources and all the tools to release a race that works with their game, that is fully finished, that doesn't come out piecemeal, and that doesn't hack off parts of the actual race when you have other races in your game that have incredibly adorable little animations, little accommodations for their different like bodies and you know racial traits. It's one of those things where like I... I'm not exactly sure what they were thinking when they chose to do this, um, but it just feels like it was a bad thought. And that at this point, like, to have implemented these races in a way that, like, it really seems like it is a huge issue for them to to fix them, to give them the full features of other races. Like, these hairstyles look so awkward. <laughs> they look so weird. It's, like, it's I, interesting. Just I just don't get it. I mean, because we've... You know, and I, I again, right? Without trying to like repeat the the speech, right? Again, Yoshida is a very smart man. This is the stupidest thing he's ever done is to approve these two races in the, the state that they were. Um, I'm I'm on Team April Fools. How could yeah, they not put the ears so, back on? So here, here's here's the here's the other thing, right? And I and I saw this in the chat, and I was debating on if if I wanted to acknowledge it or not. People saying that it was an April Fools' joke because. When you look at these these hairstyles that they showed, there are no ears on the Frothgar. Um, and we have talked about this at length with the headgear and stuff, where it's just like, just cut off the fucking ears. We don't care. Let us wear the damn hat. And they're like, okay, we can get you the hair, but we're going to have to cut off the ears. Okay, fine. Is it not maybe the greatest? I think this is different, though. I'm sorry. You can finish and then I'll, I'll yeah, go. Yeah. But... Does it look a little weird? Yes. But do they get the hairstyles? Yes. Um, but I, I, 
this can't be an April Fool's joke. If it is, it is in very poor taste. It wasn't conveyed as an April Fool's joke. No, it doesn't. They didn't come no. back and be like, I, just kidding. I, I think they're, ha, ha. I they think they're serious about it. And the, it's, it. I just, it's, I just hope. I just want to be an optimist here. <laughs> it's, it's rough because it's you know we keep asking for them to do things with these races that all the other races have, and then they do something, and we're like, yeah, we got them. It doesn't look great, but. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird half victory, and it's just I these I I honestly I genuinely do not know what Yoshida was thinking when they it's, approved these two races. Desperation, yeah. and it's it's tough because I see in chat too, like you know, don't blame them, blame player demand. I can't blame player demand. No. I you know what I mean? Like it would be one thing if somebody had kidnapped Yoshida-san and ma- forced him to make these races. Yeah, it's not you know player demand. I mean? They at the end of the day, yes, players want it. Yes, Yoshida wants to give players what they want, but they have you the have... final say in what they're adding to the yeah. game. And these I mean were... they're Yeah. They're a professional game development company, right? And so like if they scope out something and they are unable to do it, there are many other ways they can still give another facet of the community something that they want and realize it in a way that does work for their game. Or they can say to fans, we're really sorry we tried, but we realized that this isn't something that we could do, so we'll be developing a new unique race, right? But I I do I don't believe that this was something again, it's like they have all the skills and tools. They should feasibly be able to make races that will work in their game. Um, and so it's just very odd. And I don't think this is an April Fool's joke because no. they made it very clear what were like the jokes of the stream. And Yoshida-san very seriously, like takes the, the reputation of the game and the products and the things that they put out there very seriously. And if it was a joke, I think he would have made that painfully clear like think about how many times he reiterated the numerical adjustments leading into i, I think part of the <laughs> part of the like, problem here too i mean yeah that that there's discussion or confusion about this because of the way that they looked that should be a giant ass red flag to like yoshida and the dev team for this stuff like people thought it was a joke that's how odd it looks to people and like maybe it will be that when it like when we get to the actual patch, they say like, oh hey, we were able to make the ears work or something, you know, like, and that's totally fine. Like, I absolutely like. I again, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, okay, that's all right, but this is really causing a problem. Like, it is really a strange, bizarre thing. And like Fusion, you said, oh well, we've been saying just chop their ears off, and I think it is very different when it's just gear, right? Because mm-hmm. gear is like an item that you can theoretically headcanon, like, oh, okay, well, they squashed their ears down or something. Or, you know, you don't have to use that headpiece if you don't like the way it looks without the ears or, you know, whatever it is. But base core customization options for a character's physical appearance, like, to me, that is the baseline offering that, like, you are presenting to players as, like, here are part of the things that you pay for when you buy this game and you subscribe to this game. And part of that is your base customization in these races. And even if like from the get-go they had said like, okay, well you don't get hairstyles, you only get these five hairstyles, but like they had kind of initially said, you will get far more customization options in other areas, right? But that's not the case. And the races aren't so bestial that they like have, you know, backwards heel foots or thing like feet or things like that where you're going, okay, well if I really want this bestial element, then I I will only play them and I realize that I can't have footwear on them, right? 
they are otherwise fairly humanoid and they share body builds that are fairly similar in appearance to other races. So it's I it's something where again, like I love this game and I adore it, but like what is happening with these? Like yeah. you need to release a finished product and a product that will work for your game and not like piecemeal string people along if they really relate to these races and really care about these races and really want to use them. And I <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. It's yeah, very it's, weird. It's weird when they're designing these because, I mean, they, they sell hairstyles. They sell headgear. They give away headgear and hairstyles as in-game rewards. But they don't always work with two of these races. And it just, it just, it boggles my mind how this is continuing to be an issue for such a... Uh, uh, an intelligent dev team that have really done some cool stuff with this game. This continues to be like the biggest, like forgive my French, like shit stain on the game. Like this really is the stupidest part of 14. It just, I, I I'm speechless. I mean, I'm not cause I keep talking crap about it, but like, <laughs> it's just, how did this happen? Like it just, it blows my mind. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really glad we're getting the opposite genders. Again, it's like what's there is super good. It's super cute. But like, I mean, it's it's just so difficult. You know, this team, they are wonderful people. They are yes. wonderful developers. This is like an incredible community around this game. It is, again, it's like you will always do things you are very proud of in your work. And then there will be things, no matter what your work is, where you're like, wow, whoops, I goofed that. And I need to figure yeah. out what to do with it. Um, but it's just like for the level of polish and the position that Final Fantasy XIV has in the MMO world, right? To create things that are like they just literally don't work with your game, it it is actually boggling to me. Like it really does startle me, especially for these being the last races. Um, like any any game, if you think about like, okay, well, you you get a new race and they tell you you're going to get a new race and that's part of like one of the big selling features for your next expansion. And then they like don't have half the options of anything unless that is like a precedent that is very clearly established in your game. It just is very confusing as a player and especially in MMOs where, again, like we've talked about your personal avatar, your personal customization in this game. It is a large foundation of why people like and play MMOs. Like, so it's your demographic, it's your type of game, it's the technology you're using in it, and ultimately they made the races like this. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a problem that they made that they need to now figure out what they're going to do with. And none of these solutions have honestly been acceptable by the caliber of this game in my book. It's yeah. very weird. I agree. It's very weird. Um, moving on for that, I'm surprised Glamour that. Yeah, glamour plates, uh, more glamour plates and locations where they can be used. Um, I think before they talked about, um, oh, what's the the term? Like if you're at like an aetherite, like the encampment, there's like a oh, sanctuary. 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 I think they they mentioned maybe sanctuaries uh, before as yeah. a possibility yeah. for these, with the exception of a few that they did not name. Yeah um so that'll be good i'm so I'm, I'm i'm still on that like if i want to put something in my dresser i have to take something out so like i'm really <laughs> looking forward to expanding well, that's not, this that's not where we're getting quite yet this right time yeah, is just yeah, the yeah, yeah. Plates, more plates we're getting now. five more we're so getting we'll have the 20 other stuff later 15. i have yeah. so many glamour but i i'm amazing. with you i can't believe they're doubling the glamour dresser that is so that good. is significant so that's huge it's awesome it's awesome yeah, yeah. uh we're gonna I'll have... be able to get rid of a whole retainer 
Uh, I won't unless I get a large house. If I win the you lottery, said, I, I could win. I could I could move some stuff. Um, you will. I forget what they called this. Uh, the ability to try on items from the Final Fantasy fourteen online store. Um, it was dreaming something. The dream dream fitting. I think that's dream it. fitting. Yeah, because yeah, they uh, do it from the bed in an in room. Yeah, yeah, so you can you can see if if you know things will work on your Fira or Rothgar before. Oh my god, putting money done. Uh, we'll also be getting new idle animations for parasols because right now they're very stiff, um, and so they'll have it where you can kind of like rest it on your shoulder, and it'll it'll look a little nicer. Um, we're also going to get that check mark displayed on items used to obtain ma- mounts, minions, uh, and or like orchestrian rules and stuff that you've already acquired, which is such a good quality of life change. I love that. Um, and then they'll improve the market search for those items as well. So, and that's I think that's it. Did we do it? That's the, the all the the in game stuff. We have a couple more out of game stuff. I think that's the the bulk of the in game stuff here. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to to the new PvP, um, which isn't something I thought I'd ever say. Um, yeah. I think it's are it's you, cool to well? see them. <laughs> I'm I'm inter- you know they're they're adding a lot to it, and I I hope that it pays off for them, um, and and for the people that enjoy doing PvP um, story stuff though. Like I, I need I need that story. I need to know. Always, always need the story. I I, I yes. love Hild- the Hildebrand stuff, like with Heroes Gauntlet. I'm I can't surprised you weren't like more squealing when we were talking about that part. I can't wait to see how they make sense of that. <laughs> I just like I, I'm really curious how they try and explain the thing about Hildebrand is they don't have to make sense of it. <laughs> but but don't they? <laughs> like a little you bit. Can call your way through that, and it's fine. That's tiny, the point of Hildebrand. I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing how they come back at Hildebrand with a fresh take, right? Because they said mm. that they felt like a lot of what they were doing was kind of redundant or they had yeah. kind of run out of a lot of fresh ideas. So the fact that he's coming back, I mean, it could very much be that they were just like, people really do love him and we really do need to bring him back. But it could also be that, like, you know, they had some really new fresh idea. And I just, I love the ridiculous side quest. And we're getting mm. so many side quests this go around that yeah. three, I think are really needed. Yeah, we're getting three, because we'll have t- uh, Tataru's, we'll have the Omega stuff, and we'll have Hildebrand. Yeah. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot of stuff like coming. I like that. Yeah. This whole patch looks amazing. I'm not going to lie. Like I they are doing so much. There's so much that's happening. So much quality of life stuff. So many different, you know, addressing of, you know, different needs that we have in the community, the new content, the new story. I can't wait to see where it takes us. Like any and all complaints aside, you know, like overall this looks like it is going to be such a huge step for us because this is a really important patch right this sets the tone for the next iteration of this journey and yoshida-san i know like and he keeps saying that he really is worried that people won't necessarily like they'll think that it's all over it's only downhill from here (laughs) and of course we don't think that right like i think the game is flourishing it's it's better than ever yeah here's a question i do have though um with this being uh the patch kind of after the end of everything um with the it's we usually right with 6.1 it's like okay we're gonna wrap up the expansion right um but instead we have not to bash the title of the patch right but we have this kind of vague like newfound adventure and it sounds like there's i mean we we can see there's so many little threads that we're kind of starting to follow here do you think that having the beginning of the tapestry man (laughs) do you think that it's gonna be how do do you think it's gonna be having a bunch of little stories versus the continuation of an expansion narrative. Do you think it's 
I, I, I mean, obviously, like we can just reserve our feelings till it comes out. But do you think it'll it'll feel better? It'll feel worse? Like it'll just be different. I think different. I think it's honestly like looking at it. I think it's going to be great. I'm always super optimistic when we go in. Well, usually super optimistic <laughs> when we go into these uh, patches. Uh, this one has me like very excited, very optimistic. And where where else do you start but with little threads? I feel like it's sure. almost it is a restarting of the story, even though we're in the middle now. And I think it's a great place for a lot of new players to come in. Uh, they actually even talked about that. They didn't, they, they talked about in the future, maybe having this be a starting point with, if people come in and are like, there's too much story to get through. It'd be a good yeah. time for like a, a time jump. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> no, See, we think- jumped five years and you jumped what? Seven. <laughs> I think that it'll be awesome, honestly. The thing is, is that like there's a certain weight that continuing an ongoing, constantly like momentum gaining narrative has to it. um, Where like you kind of have an idea of where you've been, the direction of where you're going, and you're like, okay, well, this has to be ridiculous. Like this has to be this big thing. Like, oh my gosh, it's all coming together. And there is that kind of like pressure that's on you as a player as you like are almost playing through it and the weight of where you're at. So I think there's something really liberating about like we keep saying like returning to being an adventurer again, right? But like getting to explore small threads and to start to like pick up the pieces here or there to see like how they're going to weave this next tapestry of story, like how they're going to get all these threads Mm -hmm. together and where they want to take it. And that's kind of the most exciting part because there's so much promise ahead and you don't have that weight and you're yeah. like wow i'm fresh i'm ready i just want to like go and explore and then start putting this all together again and i really like the I, like little pieces that we have and yoshida san said that we're probably maybe going mercedia there was a yeah i was waiting for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i'm feeling very good and the gods look amazing i have never been so excited for a 24 man raid i am like genuinely excited for all the content coming this this patch i'm so pumped yeah, I, I think How, I, I like coming back to it too. The the whole PvP thing, we the, we don't really do PvP here. Like you know, we pay we pay attention to it because that's what we do. We're responsible reporters, but also we're probably not going to go do it this time. We are what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, I like the idea of the the little threads because um, coming off of Shadowbringers, right? That that five crazy story and then 5.1 lands and it's like okay we're gonna go to this mansion and there's this guy that knows a lot about the soul and it's like okay great that it just like it we had that crazy build-up we have the fight with hades there's amara and all this stuff and then we have like the grand cosmos to follow that up and it's just like all right but now i mean we've we've talked before about how how great some of these smaller side quests have been stuff like the void quests um and mm-hmm. so if 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 they can be even half as good as that and then have like three new quest series on top of whatever this this you know potentially fragmented kind of main scenario stuff is like I'm I'm super excited for the story. I think it's going to be a lot of it, a lot of it fun. It's sort of interesting that we're always saying, "Oh, it'd be nice if they tied that more into the MSQ." And this time the MSQ is kind of like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It it almost it feels an I, I don't maybe this is the best way to say it, but I almost feel like the the side quests are taking more of the the spotlight 
in a sense, like almost like the the MSQ would be the equivalent of just like another another side quest or something. But it's just it's mm. just called the MSQ because that's the one with the dungeon or something. Um, kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that's really them taking full advantage of all the storytelling devices at their disposal, right? Um, and like we said, I think it's kind of fun to have a lot of different threads that you're sort of interweaving so that all of that weight doesn't have to fall on one thing. So to like have all these different possibilities spread out across the context of like, oh yeah, maybe this is our main thing now, but hey, how about this stuff and that stuff and these things? I think it just adds to that like, there's so many possibilities kind of feeling as yeah. we move forward. You know what? It could have originally been the way they wanted to start the game before but because they weren't sure that it was gonna actually succeed we kind of got big chunk of stuff that hopefully people think is great and is all together in this nice little box that we can concentrate very much on but now they they are successful and they can kind of go you get this and you get this and it's this spice and it's that spice and so many things (laughs) um okay so uh miscellaneous announcements from the live letter um, Primals are going to be doing two live concerts um, in Japan. Uh, that's going to be June 4th and June 5th. Um, both events will be available as paid streams. So, <laughs> yay. Uh, there is a bunch of merch, though, that's only available in Japan. Um, there's some shirts, a uh, water bottle, some buttons, a hat. Um, there's also going to be a new album, uh, Beyond the Shadow. Uh, that's going to be available uh it releases on may 25th uh you can get it from the score enix store don't buy it from the score enix store uh the album is 25 bucks the shipping is 20 do not buy it from square enix store uh i'm getting mine from cd japan i know i've talked about this a little bit before um with dhl shipping which is one of the only options available shipping is a little bit more but they also scale to the current value of the yen versus the dollar so i'm actually saving like seven bucks and i'll probably get it the day it releases in japan here so i would highly recommend that um it's kind of like a it's like a birthday gift the science concert because um i will be that's my birthday june 4th (laughs) but oh you're you're a june birth i'm a june birthday but i won't be able to be in japan and i like oh it would have been so good we have we still haven't taken our honeymoon we were planning to go to japan but um obviously there's a lot of safety concerns but i'm so glad that they are streaming it so that you can still catch it Yeah. yeah Yeah, that'll be nice. Okay, cool. uh, additionally, they're going to put out the first uh, Ed Walker. Well, I guess it's the only Ed Walker art book, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's no, weird. because Well, like, possible. it's like, I mean, like, yeah, like 6.3 will, will technically be Highlands End Walker, Ark, but Ed it'll Walker. be a new. It's Yeah. Hmm. Um, More different to End Walker. So we'll have Beginning uh, Walker. <laughs> beginning Walker. Yeah. That's 7.0, Beginning Walker beginning runner even let's take off at a run well well (laughs) hold on now i mean maybe not everyone can run maybe maybe like beginning light jogger we're very tired after end walker proper so it's beginning you know shambler shambler (laughs) yeah (sighs) beginning take out all the tissues that have piled up in my garbage from end walker (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we're going to have the art of resurrection among the stars. That'll be the first end Walker art book here. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now. It'll re- release on September 13th. Again, it's like 20, bu- it's the same amount to ship this as the damn CD from the square Enix store. We buy it from Amazon. I was going to say, I actually checked Amazon yesterday. It's not up yet. No, it but is I today. 
It is. Today. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They we're, actually we're said yesterday good. that uh, orders from other retailers would go up today. So it is awesome. there. Thank so you. thank um, you for that very helpful information, Fusion X Griever. Yeah. If you if you happen to uh, see, why did you use the last name? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, if you happen to see any Amazon like links on our on our website, gamerscape.com, click on that. It'll if you can affiliate it and stuff, and you know that always helps us out. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. Six point one looks awesome. I'm, I'm looking wait. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, our hair rants aside, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in the here. The content I'm... looks good. The uh, quality of life stuff is both very good and huh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I and I think uh, they definitely will have the story and the repeatable content to to you know give people plenty of stuff to do. So. Oh, definitely. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week. Anything else we want to add before we, we do the uh, the outro spiel here? Oh, let's do it. Um, make sure you do all your roll quests because there will be yeah, a Yeah, do the roll quest. Uh, capstone. Run, you know, just just for, for old time's sake, hit up Praetorium, hit up Cape Westwind. Total Rack. Total Rack. Mm, Total Rack. Oh, You'll Total miss Rack. it. You'll miss it. Get those yeah. last screenshots. Get the last seen footage of the way it used to be you know yeah because after after april 12th you'll be able to say back in my day back in my day i do that already what are you talking about? total rack wasn't a linear dungeon we had to walk back and forth in the tunnel both ways uphill in the they snow always went the stupid way i always <laughs> go i i won't the lie rest. every time i get total rock which is very rare which is why this happens i get total rock and i go shit which way was it I was running around like I don't know where I'm going, and luckily everybody else is in the same boat. Usually, when that happens, yeah. so this will be helpful. This will be helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go through it one last time. Explore. Maybe take a group in or go by yourself and just like explore all the little wings and all the little stuff and see if there's anything that you missed because it will be gone. So yeah. All right. So that's gonna do it here for us. If you want, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. As Raffle Derg, Zen, where can they find you? Uh, I am on Twitter as Nidra underscore A. I am on Twitch as Strawberry Bop. And also, plus one shot, plus the word, one the number, shot the word. Uh, and that is D&D podcast that I do with our beautiful friend Aldino. And we uh, put that on YouTube. And I have a show tonight, very, very late with my Australian friends. So if you yeah. like Australian accents, come hang out. <laughs> I realized I forgot to delete the, the moose command in here. Go follow Anonymous, too. He was on our Lorecast. <laughs> go go watch the Lorecast. If you're done with N Walker and you're all right with spoilers, go watch our Lorecast. Um, Aldio's not here, but I kept him on the slide because it was easier that way. Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> at keep, Aldino. An for his, keep an eye out for his OnlyFans. Come One on of soon. these days... It's going to be so good. I can't wait to see what kind of content he has planned. I just, every time we talk about this, I, I just this get. This was a joke. He's like, no, I'm doing it. It's going to happen. One Is day. he really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, did he tell you this yesterday on April 1st? No. Oh, it was like yes. two weeks ago. Oh, I'm so. Okay. I I was like, just like, I'm so hyped for this. I'm actually like, hell yeah. This, this <laughs> what will be, be on there? We don't know. <laughs> uh, and Rook. 
You can find me everywhere at Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Um, the only place that it's different is Twitter. So Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, at Rookery. On Twitter, it is Rookery underscore. All right. And if you want to contact just the show in general, uh, eighthrightradio at gamerescape.com. Uh, also on Twitter at 8th Right Radio. You can also find us as Gamer Escape on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord. That'll be discord.gg slash Gamer Escape for all of you URL people. We have an 8th Right Radio channel on there. You can come and talk to us about the show. There's a Final Fantasy XIV channel where you can talk to us about... Final, Final Fantasy XIV. Hey, it's like the name is like the topic. That's... Mm-hmm. Ah. There's also a lore channel, which uh, moves hangs out in a lot so if you have any questions for him throw him directly under the question bus yeah okay I just, like we, i don't like that there's this is weird imagery going through my head now is it just like is it like a bus and then the ad is like the question or is it like a bus full of people with questions i just it's i all don't of all of whatever it. Okay. whatever makes your heart happy Maybe it's like a scrolling, like a like a big television ad. It just scrolls all the questions on the mm-hmm. side. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, like that one. I, I, I need to know the specifics about this question. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.